everyone. We are bringing you a special edition of the podcast. Uh, we had to remove the one that we had put up for the week because, well, it's just not applicable anymore, seeing as how the gyms are closed down for the foreseeable future. So Jamichael and I are going to go over the training that we've built for you all to be able to do at home. We are opening up the gyms today, uh, Tuesday, March 17th, for people to come in and get equipment. So make sure you check online to see the times that both facilities will be open. We're going to allow people to take home a plate, a barbell, dumbbell, or kettlebell. So you get two pieces of gear you can go home with, and then if you've got other gear you can use, then you are definitely uh, set up to, to modify these workouts and remain fit even though you're not able to get into the gym and have us coach you. So let's get into what we're doing, Jim Michael. Um, well, first off, I made I made a mistake for anybody who did Monday's workout. I did not do very good math. Um, it was not going to take 12 to 18 minutes for most people. It was going to take more like 18 to 27 minutes for most people. Um, I believe it took my wife 24 minutes to get knocked out of both movements. So she did she did a good number of squats um, after she burnt out her sit-ups. So you could push that one pretty far and go pretty hard. And if you did and you got way higher than the numbers that I, I said, then I apologize because I just did bad math. That's eh, good fitness. They'll live. They'll live. It's true. It is good fitness. And um, squats are pretty durable. That's true. So uh, going forward, what we're basically going to have you guys do is we're going to be building um, warm-ups for you guys that are generally doable in a small area. Um, I think probably the biggest movement we have is a broad jump. In which case, you can just turn around and jump back to where you came from. Yeah, and so. aggressive jumping movements, uh, like mm -hmm. what we've got today, Tuesday, we we would encourage you to go do outside because it's probably just going to be safer uh, and and more functional to getting an explosive movement out if you don't have to worry about your couch and your dog and True. stuff around you. Or if you have a garage, do it in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Jermichael's definitely right. I mean, yesterday, Jess did everything standing on top of a yoga mat. She didn't need much space at all in the living room. Yeah. So we're going to try to keep it into a into a tight area for you guys. Uh, we understand that not everyone has a garage gym. Not everyone has that space. So if you guys can just uh, take, I'd say, maybe like 40 minutes out of your day and put it towards the warm-up skill and then the workout, you guys are going to get some pretty good training in. Um, we're trying to build it so that it's as well-rounded and as good fitness as we can while with minimal equipment. Yeah, and, and we're assuming that people only have the equipment that we're allowing them to borrow mm -hmm. for the most part. True. So if you've got extra gear, then substitute stuff out. If we put in a run and you have a rower, use your rower by all means. Um, if you've got a pull-up bar, then substitute something out and get some pull-ups in. Uh, we wish that we could, could assume that everybody had a large range of gear, but I just don't think that's the reality. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have a full garage gym, but it's taken me years to accumulate that, and I'm kind of fitness obsessed. So I don't think most people have invested that much time and energy into creating a fitness facility inside their home. That's true. Um, as well as if you guys do have equipment, but you maybe don't know how to plug it in, feel free to reach out. Um, you can email or text if you guys have our numbers, either of us. And uh, we'll let you guys know how that can fit in and how you guys can kind of, if you have a rower, how you can put that into the training and not um, not crush yourself. And at the same time, just uh, you'll get our advice as to where the best place for that would be. So um, let's get going on it. So today, Tuesday, March 17th, we are going to be working on some jumping skills. 
Um, we've done these in the past and now we're going to just do them at home. So hopefully you guys have some understanding of what we're looking for. And we're just going to do three rounds. Um, every round is going to be on a five minute clock. So it's a 15 minute total skill. And you guys are going to be doing 10 vertical jumps with a sub-maximal effort, and that is repeated. So you're going to land, do a very little dip, and then explode right back up. We're going to do the squat jump, sub-maximal effort, broad jump, and then lastly, 10 bird dogs. Yeah, and we put up a video uh, mm -hmm. kind of demonstrating and explaining that in case, in case you haven't been in as we've been doing that as a class. But we, we've done that a good bit in the last month. We've been working on mechanics for jumping, um, power that we jump with and all those things. So we figured this was a good place for you guys to just continue working on that without quite as much scrutiny from us. Uh, now that you've learned the patterns, we should be able to do this pretty safely and effectively. Yeah, and hopefully if you guys can, check out our videos that we're gonna be posting. It's gonna, for the most part, show you guys what the workouts are gonna look like. Um, and Give you some tips on yeah. how to move better through them, not just move through them. Yeah, and so I suggest that you guys watch those. They're really short. It just gives you guys more information, which is gonna help you have a better workout hopefully because you guys have some structure to follow. Um, we are going to be following our skill, um, which like Phil said is focused entirely on positioning, control, and then um, replicating the jumps back to back and making them look the same. We're going to be following that with an alternating on the minute. This one's a little bit longer at 20 minutes and it is going to be 50 seconds of shuttle sprinting and that is on a 10 meter course and then 10 to 20 push-ups. Um, and for this, we're looking for a large, unbroken set. Uh, so we're alternating back and forth. Um, odd minutes, you guys are going to be shuttle sprinting. Even minutes, you guys are going to be doing push-ups. Yeah, the there's a lot of rounds, right? Ten rounds of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, y you, in theory, are going to do somewhere between 100 and 200 push-ups if you're able to hit that number or the, that sort of number. And if you, if you can't get ten reps, then you should probably maybe do five on your feet and then hit another five on your knees. That kind of thing where you get a very difficult level of work, but you also make it manageable to get a few more repetitions in. Mm -hmm. um, when we're doing that, you should be setting yourself up for the long run, right? If you can do a ton of push-ups, then yeah, maybe you should do 20 push-ups on the first round. But remember, you should still be trying to do those same 20 push-ups on the last round. So pick a number that you think is going to be manageable, especially once you fatigue and get further down uh, or further into this workout because it's going to get a lot nastier once you get past halfway, especially once you get about seven rounds in. Those last three rounds can be really gritty if you've, if you've over overestimated uh, your capability. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's going to be a good one. Just make sure that you guys try to find um, 10 meters, about, what, 30, 33 feet of space that you guys can go back and forth with. Yeah, we, we, like we said, we put it in the video that we put up today. Mm -hmm. uh, just take 10 big steps. Yep. If you're a really short person, then maybe take 11 steps. Yep. Right? If you're a giant, then maybe take nine. But essentially, it, it doesn't really matter how far it is because it's just your run a little bit, turn around point. Mm -hmm. um, it, it could be 38 meters. It really doesn't matter. It's just something to move back and forth on, staying relatively close to your timer so that you can keep track of your 50 seconds of work and take your 10 seconds of rest. Absolutely, yep. Um, on to Wednesday, March 18th. Wednesday, March 18th, we're going to do something a little bit different. We'll put in more of a, um, I'd call it a chipper style wad. Yeah. We did put it in AMRAP form. It's a chipper AMRAP, um, but, a AMRAP. Yeah, true. It's going to be two 10-minute AMRAPs with five minutes of walking between. So five minutes of walking recovery um, just to keep you guys moving, to keep you guys uh, active, bring the heart rate back down. The AMRAP is consisted of 20 push press, and then we are going to do 30 double-unders. 
And then we're going to do 20 squat jumps, 30 double unders, 20 plate ground overhead, 30 double unders, 20 V-ups, 30 double under. Um, and we have tons of modifications for this that we're going to go over in a second. But you guys are going to be running that 20, 30, 20, 30, 20, 30, 20, 30 structure. If you guys get through it, you go back to the beginning. So if you get through that last set of double unders, you go right back to push press. Um, and some of you guys might get multiple rounds in that 10 minutes. Some mm -hmm. of you guys might be able to get through a couple, um, two, maybe three rounds in that 10 minutes before you rest and then do it again. So first off, we got to say, if you don't have a jump rope, you should buy yourself a jump rope. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty reasonable investment. You can you can buy something as cheap as probably a $5 rope uh, on Amazon, and you can go as expensive as paying $70 for some crazy aircraft-grade aluminum handle carbon fiber rope shenanigans. Oh, I, I don't think they have carbon Amazon, fiber ropes. Amazon has rogue speed ropes. The, yeah, the rogue speed rope is a great place to go. That's the standard rope that we use at CLE. It's like a $20 rope. It's totally worth investing in uh, and being able to use right now when you don't have as much equipment. Uh, if you don't have a rope, though, we're just going to do a lateral hop, or I typically call it a ski jump, where you're jumping sideways over uh, either a very small object or in our demo, we just put a piece of tape on the ground, something to see and hop over so you could pick a crack in the concrete, hop over that. Um, we're just trying to get the same stimulus. Now, ideally, it would be a jump rope, but you got to use what you have. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, one more thing with the rope. Just be careful where you're jumping with it. If you can put something underneath it so you're not jumping straight on concrete, your rope will last longer. If you jump on really rough concrete, you'll shred cables pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I've definitely done that in the past. Um, but with this workout, we're basically, we're looking at the movements and saying, okay, well, how can we do it with gear? How can we do it without gear? So our push press, if you have a kettlebell or dumbbell, then just cut the reps in half and do half on each arm. 10 reps on your left arm, followed by 10 reps on your right arm. Uh, if you don't have a dumbbell, then get yourself upside down in a pike position as best you can and do pike push-ups, uh, which is kind of similar to a handstand push-up. If you're really capable and you have the space and, and are confident doing it, then kick up against the door frame or in a doorway, against the door, rather, hmm. and do handstand push-ups. But this is going to be a little bit different for everybody because, well, most people aren't ready to do in-home handstand push-ups. But we probably can do a pike push-up, and if we do come in and borrow gear, then you can use that gear to do this workout. Yeah, I like this one. I think this is going to be a pretty good one for um, anyone who has no gear to somebody who has a full home gym. Um, I think this one is just a good workout. My suggestion for you guys is it's not really a ton of reps on any one thing. Um, the double unders do add up or the the hops over the tape line do add up. Um, my suggestion for you guys is on the push press, on the squat jump, plate ground overhead, and V up. Try to see if you guys can go as unbroken as possible. Um, I think this is one where 10 minutes you guys can push pretty hard. But truth be told, you don't see the movement for a little while until you get back to it. Since it's such a long chipper, you <laughs> see so many other movements before you get back to it that I think um, if you guys want to give it a shot, try to hold on to your element. Um, if you have one, see if you guys can hold on to that barbell, that dumbbell, that kettlebell. See if you guys can go unbroken on this one. Yeah, the thing that you're going to see a lot of is that small set of double unders mm -hmm. or lateral hops. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're efficient with those things, that's kind of the resting piece. 
So did you mention that there's a five-minute walking? Yep. yep. Okay. There's going to be that five-minute walking in between, and then we start uh, the second of the 10-minute AMRAPs. Oh, and we forgot to mention this, but I'm just looking at the time structure. Uh, we talked about it, and we put a video out. Make sure that you guys get some type of timer. We suggest the push-press timer. Um, yeah, it allows you to set timer up. app. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's free, or you can pay for a version that works slightly better. Um, really, it just works better if you're playing music off the same device. Uh, I've, I've had a lot of issues with the, the free one and trying to play music, but maybe that's just my piece of crap phone. Could be. Um, but yeah, that push press timer, I mean, I've been using it for years. I actually use it at CLE to run our Tabatas because there's nothing like Coach Bergener yelling at you, telling you he's a geezer and he can move faster than you people. It's foolish. It's so funny. I love it. That's foolish. Um, that is going to be Wednesday. Wednesday we have that longer workout. We're not going to put in any skill work. Um, just, so just a good long sweat session. Yeah. Um, hopefully what you guys do is you guys do the warm up, and you guys can really attack that workout. Um, go after it. See what you guys can do. Because then on Thursday, we're going to be coming back in with some strength. We're going to be doing four sets, and these four sets are in 12 minutes. Um, so these four sets are completed in 12 minutes. It's going to be 12 bent over row with a plate, and then six lunge into strict press. And for that bent over row with a plate, you guys are in the bottom of a good morning. Okay, hands on each side of the plate. Pulling up to the chest like we would, keeping the elbows tight with a normal bent over row. And then six lunge into strict press. And for this, you guys can use, um, if you have a barbell, you guys can use a barbell. If you have a kettlebell, you guys can use a kettlebell. And you're just going to do three um, for each arm. If you guys have a dumbbell, same thing. Use dumbbell, three each arm. Uh, so we're trying to make it so you guys can do this strength with whatever element you might have. And hopefully everyone can get a hold of a plate. Yeah, I mean, we're giving them the opportunity to come and get it. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously, if you've got your own plate, then you're good to go. But if you don't, uh, I'm going to play around with this today and, and hopefully get a video up about how to fill a backpack with enough enough stuff to make it a substantial load and make it something that you could use as a workout implement. Um, I know you're tired of hearing it, but I do a lot of rucking, and just putting weight on your back and moving can be a great way to maintain fitness. But we can also use that backpack if we have enough weight in it as as a kettlebell, essentially, or mm. or a plate to go ground overhead, or to do overhead walking lunges, to do stuff like that. Oh, that's a good idea. So you don't you don't necessarily need proper gym equipment to get proper fitness in. Following that strength, our workout is going to be five rounds for time. We have twenty goblet lunge, fifteen burpees onto a plate, and twenty hang muscle cleans. For these hang muscle cleans, if you guys have a kettlebell or a dumbbell, it's just going to be 10 in the left arm, 10 in the right arm. So we're going to alternate 10 and 10. If you have a barbell, it's going to be 20 with that barbell. Um, for the goblet lunge, it is going to be a front rack lunge if you guys do not have a barbell. So, or no, if you do have a barbell, rather, front rack lunge. Um, for the goblet lunge, though, if you guys have a plate, you guys can absolutely hug your plate. You guys can hold a kettlebell in the goblet. You guys can hold a dumbbell in the goblet. Really what we're looking for there, um, as we mentioned, is we're looking for you guys to take some type of load and just put it on your body. So holding some type of external load just to take you guys a little bit into a more uncomfortable position um, and just to force you guys into something a little bit different. Yeah, it's... We don't have a ton of gear. We can't make things crazy heavy, but we can try to maintain some strength and control. So a little bit of load in some weird places can do that. If you want to make this a more difficult workout, then you can totally toss that plate overhead or your barbell overhead and do an overhead lunge. Um, we've had a lot, 
a lot of uh, a lot of pressing motion, just because we're kind of limited in what we can do. So we're kind of going to be stuck with that. And you are doing burpees, so that's why we left it with just a goblet hold. Mm-hmm. Um, five rounds for time. We're looking for. 15 to 20 minutes, I'd say. Yeah, I definitely would like to see people under 20. I mean, if you do a minute to do your goblet lunges, a minute to do your burpees, and a minute to do your hang muscle cleans, you're on pace for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, That might be a a few many burpees for some people to keep on that minute time frame. So if you know that that's just so many burpees for you, then maybe only do 10 instead of the 15 reps that we've got programmed. Yeah, cool. Um, On to Friday. And Friday's going to follow a little bit different structure. So it's going to be two rounds for total reps. It is going to have 30 seconds of sit-up and press to begin, and then 30 seconds between every movement and then to bookend it. Okay, so between every movement, you guys are going to do the same 30 seconds of sit-up and press. So we begin this with 30 seconds of sit-up and press. What that is, is that's going to be basically the standard sit-up. You guys are going to have some type of load that you're holding. At the top of the sit-up, you guys are going to do a seated strict press is really what it is. Um, You guys can do this with pretty much any element you might have. Um, As long as you guys can find a comfortable way to hold it, not crush yourself on the laying back portion of the sit-up, as long as you can press it overhead, you guys can do it with it. So 30 seconds, that is as many reps as possible. Naturally, it is a slower movement. So my suggestion for you guys there is just set out at a pretty steady pace because you guys are going to see that movement quite a few times. Yeah, you're going to see four minutes of it in this mm-hmm. workout. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see four minutes of every movement, but most of these movements are are two minutes straight. And it's just the sit-up and press we broke up a lot because, well, it fatigues very quickly. Mm-hmm. And trying to do 15 reps, even even well, even 15 reps in a row can be devastating. So you're probably only going to get in in 30 seconds somewhere between five and eight reps, I think, for most people. It's just not a very fast-flowing movement because of that press element. True. But um, then you get into two minutes of a bent-over row. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've prescribed this to be with a plate because we are giving everyone the opportunity to grab a plate, so that should be gear that more people have. But we could hold something else. Uh, this, is, this is a good place to use your barbell or <clears throat> put weight in a backpack, like I talked about earlier. Basically, we're just bending over and knocking out a lot of reps in a small time frame. Um, Because we can't move heavy weights and we don't assume that most people have pull-up bars, we're trying to get our pulls in where we can. And this is one place for them. If you do have a pull-up bar, feel free to substitute. If you've got a set of rings, feel free to do ring rows. We're just trying to hit that general stimulus and uh, get it out there for in a way that everyone, or at least most people, have the capacity to consume it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Once again, if you guys have equipment and you don't know how to use it, ask us. We can tell you. Um, We're going to follow that with 30 seconds of sit-up and press, and then we're going to move on to two minutes of up-down. And an up-down is just going to be a burpee without the push-up portion. So you guys are going down to the bottom, and you guys are going to be in a high plank at the very bottom, and then we're going to jump back up, and we're going to jump. So basically, we've taken out the push-up of a burpee, and we've just gone down to our high plank position, and we've gone up to the jump and clap. So this is more of like a core drill in a way yeah. because it's your lats and your your abs that snap the feet back up towards the hands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we have a lot of pressing, especially in front of the body because push-ups are easily accessible and we can do them anywhere. And burpees are kind of the same. So we're trying to get you moving, get your heart rate up, but not just completely destroy uh, that press in front of the body. Absolutely, yeah. I like this one. I think for you guys, it's going to be a little more control than a burpee. You can't really collapse down to the ground 
and let yourself fall. So make sure that as you guys are kicking back. Thinking hollow, um, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking just you're not trying to stay down there long. You're just trying to kick back, stop your movement for a split second, and then snap your way back up. Mm-hmm. Um, make it a very, very controlled, very explosive snap out. And then you guys can jump clap. Same thing. Um, two minutes of this, followed by, once again, 30 seconds of sit up and press. And then we go into two minutes of mountain climbers. And this is going to be our very traditional mountain climber, uh, knee to chest. We're tapping our toe up as close to the hands as possible. And we're just alternating legs as quickly as we can. For this one, score it. If you're thinking about um, putting your score in sugar wad or just logging your reps, every time both feet get up, it's one rep. So it's just a two count for this one. Yeah, and we, we gave that as an option for Wednesday's workout. Um, if you if you watch the videos online, mm-hmm. we demonstrate a mountain climber and talk about the two count, mm-hmm. uh, or at least just mention the two count as we go through that demo video. After those mountain climbers, you got one last station, and it's 30 seconds of those sit-up and presses. And then you're going to take a two-minute rest before you do your second round. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, it's going to, it begins and ends, I think, for the most part. The worst part of this workout might be the sit-up and press when I'm thinking about it for myself. Yeah, those um, are nasty. Those are those are nasty. The two minutes of, well, truthfully, any of them, the up-down, the bent-over-row, and the mountain climbers are going to get spicy, um, but they don't come back the same way the sit-up and press do. So make sure when you guys look at this one, it is for total reps. You're trying to get as many possible reps combined together into one number. Um, but be smart about it. If you get 90% of your reps in the first, I don't know, four minutes of this workout, you probably went out a little bit too hot. So make sure that you guys are going out at a pace that you can sustain and understand that second round, um, when you get to that bent over plate row, you don't have to see it again. That yeah, really push it. I mean, hold on, see what you guys can do. Same thing with the up down, same thing with the mountain climber. Yeah, so one more day in the week that we're going to talk about, Mm -hmm. um, which is Saturday. And Saturday is very much up in the air right now. Uh, We would love to go to the the valley, uh, the national park there, so probably Kendall Lake, if you're familiar with that. Or no, Mm -hmm. Pine Hollow. Pine Hollow, which is off of Quick Road. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Yeah. off Quick Road. So we can publish where that is. Um, We'd love to go there and and do some rucking, running, hill sprints, probably probably a couple different things. We'll probably build a couple different workout options uh, if we're still able to get into the park. Um, we'll see what happens because as, as this crisis kind of develops, we don't know what we will or will not be capable of doing in the, by the end of the week, honestly. True. Um, if they do shut down things and, and we aren't allowed to use national parks, um, then we'll make a workout. Well, we'll encourage you guys just to, to go for a, a bit of a longer ruck at home. Um, th- this is kind of, or a run on a treadmill or anything like that. Basically this Saturday what we're thinking is a good day to just get out and get moving. If that's something that we're still, uh, allowed to do, so to speak. Yeah. And I think we're looking for maybe a run slash awaited, just carry just a longer event where you guys are just running walking, rucking, whatever. Um, a burdened some type travel. Of, yeah. We want to see a specifically, though, getting out and doing some type of run. Um, that's going to be really important. That's going to be a big staple with nothing, uh, with no equipment. That is a great way for you guys to get metabolic conditioning. Um, we'd like to row. We love rowing. We love biking, um, but we don't get access to those things. So running is going to really have to step it up and take that staple for um, getting good metabolic conditioning, I mean, it's just a great way to do it. 
Well, so. I think people are very quick to to skip the things that last more than 30 minutes mm-hmm. because, well, in a CrossFit class, we really don't have the capacity to go for much more than 30 minutes True. Uh, because we're structured on an hour turnover. Mm. But if we are doing this in a more informal setting and we're just getting in what we can get in, then it's it's a very it's a very human thing to go do something for an hour or two hours or three hours. Now, I'm not saying you need to drop your whole Saturday and go run a marathon, but I think it's very much in your best interest to start doing things that are outside your comfort zone. And if that looks like going for a, an hour-long weighted ruck or even just an hour-long jog, then that's something that you should look at doing, especially when you have limited options on the things you can do. True. I like it. I think it's going to be um, a good week. Hopefully you guys get the option or you guys have the time to do most of these workouts. I think you'll find that it's a pretty good training program. Um, it's not all of the luxury that we get from a gym, but it definitely can still be all of the intensity. So get after it. Yeah, it's it's there. You can do it or, or you can choose not to. And I guess that goes for every day of training. So make your choices and, and let's stay fit. We won't see you guys in the gyms. Mm. Well, we might if you come in to pick up equipment today. That's true. So be well, everybody. Be well. The freak. <laughs>